When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about what we think of the Connors. Uh, but what does Roseanne think about the Connors? This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, you did watch the episode last night, but uh, Roseanne maybe did or did not. No, uh, Roseanne most certainly did not, at least if you believe what she said in a recent interview. There was also an interview with Roseanne that premiered yesterday uh, on Vice News, which is on HBO. Um, And in the interview, she talks about uh, the Connors, the first episode of her once eponymous series and namesake, which has moved on without her. And I want you to understand something uh, or I want you to think about what it must. I want you to take away why Roseanne was removed from the show for the purposes of this experience and just ponder what it must be like to be Roseanne. Okay. As the first episode of a show you once created goes on without you. Let's listen to a little bit of this interview that she did talking about the Connors. I don't keep in touch with anyone on the show. I've been removed from the process of my life's work. It's like the worst thing they could have possibly done to me was to fire me from my own show and let other people write my life story. I'm not going to watch it and I'm not going to condemn it or say anything bad about it either. I'm just moving on from it because I've always been a go-getter. So I'm back to what I always did, which is try to get my pictures and my files together. I've got a lot of time for real life, like just going for a walk with my mom and having an ice cream cone. Stuff like that. Waiting in lines. I've really been sleeping a lot, like probably 17 hours a day. Okay, so you're listening to her talk. Again, let's not talk about why Roseanne is no longer on the Connors, but Mm -hmm. what what kind of feelings or thoughts do you have listening to her talk about, you know, the Connors sort of moving on without her? I mean, it sounds like grief is what it sounds Mm -hmm. like. I mean, is she really, truly... I mean... uh, there was a lot about it that sounded like grief, but specifically the very last thing you heard, which was I sleep a lot. She's like, I sleep. Well, and not only grief, but maybe a hint of depression. Yeah. Right? I take a walk and I sleep 17 hours a day. There are 24 hours in a day, yeah. so that doesn't leave much for doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I was just struck as I listened, uh, listened to that um, chunk of that interview 
and the whole thing is available online if you want to listen to it, at how how sad this whole thing really is. And how sad, sure, I could sit here and say, like, but she deserved it. And it blah, blah, blah. But if you're a human being and you have empathy, you must be able, uh, or sympathy, I guess, would be the better feeling um, to express. Then you, you've got to appreciate that there is a certain amount of sadness connected to Roseanne mm-hmm. um, or, you know, feeling sad for Roseanne because truly this was her creation. And I, you know, it's not to say that I'm ever going to write a TV show. It's not to say that I'm ever going to star in a show with my own name on it. But if I, but what I could do is put myself in her position and think to myself, despite what I know is or is not my responsibility, it must just be a heavy burden to walk around knowing that, um, the thing that you created has like moved on without you. No doubt. You know, no longer have a say in the control of your baby. Well, and the other thing about it that, um, I think that we sort of have lost sight of, or at least hadn't been described in the words that she used to describe them in recent months, um, is the fact that this was reflective of her life. Meaning Roseanne, the TV show, was a a direct reflection of the life that she had in raising her own children. Mm -hmm. Um, And and when you think about where she came from, when you remember her early career, her stand-up routines were about being a mom in kind of a working class uh, community. And she took that material and spun it into this TV show that was then wild, wildly successful because it had not been an image that had been on television, right? So then, when you take it all the way down the road, remembering where what it, where it came from, where the yeah. seeds of it were, for her, it really is now having to divorce herself from her life and allow other people to take over. The storytelling of her life. Yeah. Uh, with her nowhere near it. Absolutely. I just felt like um, that was, there was a certain amount of relatability to the way she was talking. Now, we can peel all that back or step back from all of that long enough to acknowledge again what we've already talked about ad nauseum. So that's why I kind of didn't want to focus on that. I didn't want it to just be like, well, let's just point out why Roseanne is dumb for thinking this because she said all those horrible things. Like, all of that is still true, but. Um, just from like a personal standpoint, I just thought, God, that must just really suck. Right. Now, I hope, though, that for Roseanne, because as I thought back on what led to all of this, you know, I think there was probably a way that Roseanne could have saved herself and saved her connection to the show. Mm-hmm. And I think very, very clearly, for whatever reason, she chose not to do that. And, and we could certainly talk about it. But I just feel like the the depressing thing for me is like none of this and i'm sure the depressing thing for all of the people involved most importantly the actors who's and everybody involved on the show whose lives are directly impacted by this mm-hmm. and her actions is that this was all completely preventable right like this was a completely you know you can blame whoever you want you can you know debate how it should have done been done differently but ultimately at the end of it all it was completely preventable and fixable and repairable, I would think, um, based on how people chose to react. I, I 100% agree with you. And the other piece of that, I think, that that I sort of consider is the fact that, 
And I think that this is something that they that all people should consider when they're deciding whether or not to reboot a show um, is that Roseanne, the person, is very different than the person who she was when she did that show in the first place. And so the person who showed up to work on the first day of the new reboot of the new Roseanne was a person who had a very different life perspective, a very different, um, she had had a lot of different experiences and she was bringing that in the door as well. Um, And to your point about, you know, maybe there was a reason why she didn't try to prevent how this all, you know, played out. I don't know that that person who she became was really still in such harmony with the character that she was portraying as she was at that time. And that's just sort of, yeah, but the you know, an observation. Yeah, no, for sure. The ultimate expression of that though would have been, would audiences take to that where the character has gone in a different direction? Right. Um, and then audiences ultimately would have decided if they wanted to watch. And that's what we were on track to do because of course, all of this happened following the finale of the show. So the show was essentially done and people had started to make up their own minds. And in fact, we'd had those conversations about, um, you know, because we know knew that Roseanne was in a different place and was very strident in some ways that perhaps some people weren't comfortable with. And the audience was sort of deciding like, well, I don't know, like it, it certainly grabbed people's attention, certainly had some potential, but now, you know, she essentially took away the chance for the audience to decide. And, um, while giving new hope to the people that, you know, uh, remain, yeah. you know, it's, it's now ultimately up to them yeah, because she's not involved. Um, but she won't be watching the new show. She yeah, said she, said she and won't she, be watching, yeah, but, she's not which gonna, I get, I mean, why would, would why would you, yeah, like, that would I, be really difficult if I did something that led to, you know, the show that, uh, I had created not being mine anymore. I don't want to be a part of it because yeah. why would you want to put yourself through that grief? Yeah. That's like throwing salt in a yeah. wound, right? When we come back, I ha- I need some wardrobe advice. Um, and I know I always go to you, uh, listeners, for wardrobe advice on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, are you speaking Spanish right now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do need wardrobe advice. Here's the question I'm posing to you. The actor John Hedder is going to be in studio on Friday. You know him as Napoleon Dynamite. The question I'm asking you is... Should I wear my vote for Pedro shirt when the man who played Napoleon Dynamite is in studio? Oh, all right. Now, if you need kind of a an adjacent type of question to consider, do you wear the shirt of the band you're going to see when oh, you go see okay. the band? All okay. Right. 651-641-1071. Please help me decide what to wear on Friday when Napoleon Dynamite is in studio on My Talk 107. All right. So. I need wardrobe help on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at My Talk 1071. Crowdsourcing uh, wardrobe help. I know. MyTalk1071.com. Uh, everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer. Okay, so here's the upshot John Hedder is going to be in studio on Friday. He's in town, of course. We should explain why he's going to be in town and also who he is, but uh, he's going to be in town because the Twin Cities Film Fest is kicking off as we speak, and he stars in one of the movies that they are showing during the Film Fest. It's called When Jeff Tried to Save the World. So he's stopping by our studio to talk a little bit about the movie. 
And uh, he, John Hedder, you would know him from the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Of course, yeah. I am an uber, super crazy, obnoxious fan of that movie. Yeah. Gino can come to hell. And in fact, actually, in in remembering how much I love this movie uh, and talking about him being in studio, my husband and I were like, I think the kids are old enough to handle that movie. And we were like, of course they are. I don't know if they are, but we're going to show it to them anyway. Yeah, why not? I don't because think there's anything awesome. bad in there. You got new chapstick? Anyway. I one of the iconic kind of pieces of that of that movie is the character Napoleon Dynamite played by John Hedder wearing a shirt that says vote for Pedro. Um all of my children when they were born had a vote for Pedro shirt. I mean we are we're a Napoleon Dynamite family. Yeah. I'm wondering can I wear this on Friday when he's here? I mean are you really like do you want to know? Yeah, I really want to know. I mean, of course you can. What ha- the question I have is what prevents you from thinking you should? Is it it should or shouldn't. Here's the thing. I, like, I want to because I want a picture of me with Napoleon Dynamite wearing my vote of for Pedro. Okay, yeah. right? Yes. But there's something weird about the experience of being that person who's such a oh, super fan. I don't, that's the whole point that is it's you're a super kin, fan. It's, an, it's akin to wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see when you're going to see the band. Yeah, are you not supposed to do that? I don't go to bands, though, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're things. not supposed to be that guy. Oh my God, when I go watch, when I go see Doctor Who in the theater, I wear my Doctor Who shirt. There are so. certain things where you're supposed to get dressed up for, to do them, and then there are other things where it's not cool to. Oh. Right? Well, I, don't, I guess I'm not an arbiter of things cool. Neither am I, which is why I'm going to our listeners who apparently are six five one six four one one oh seven one Kitty has called in. Hi Kitty, can I wear my vote for Pedro shirt when we meet John Hedder on Friday? Yes, but I think you should wear a nice cardigan so you make a good first impression and then show him the shirt and tell him all about oh, the kids. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay, so you think, like, have a big reveal moment. Yes, and then you'll look put together when you first meet him, and then you can show him your shirt and be a fangirl. Okay, Kitty, Or you could I like just, that. like, Thank body you. paint uh, vote for Pedro on your chest. Okay, oh. nope, um, that is not going to fly. You need Why? to have the reveal to Jamiroquai. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shirt off. oh, we do need to get that song. That should be involved. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to Rick. Rick is on the line. Rick, question. So, wait, I got to make like, I got to get a tally sheet here. Okay. Rick, can I wear Hello. a vote for Pedro shirt when I meet John Hedder, who played Napoleon Dynamite in Napoleon Dynamite? Okay. Yes, absolutely, Colleen and Bradley, for sure. Okay. So you're you're fine with it? Yes, do it. I think the woman uh, before me had a great uh, idea, though, for the reveal. Okay. Yeah, no, I like that too. So you think like come in looking normal and then reveal my super fandom? Absolutely, okay. and then also for the for the concert uh, question. Yeah. Um, sure, you wear the shirt unless unless you're going to buy a new one there. Okay. So and then you, and then what do you do? You buy a new one and then you put the shirt on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks, Rick. Have a good day. So he says you can wear a shirt for the band you're seeing when you go to see the band. Yeah, for sure. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I think we should also give you like a, I don't know, like a thing of ham. And a llama and tots and some tots and some chapstick. I mean, we have it all and a glamour shot. Let's go to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Uh, We are meeting John Hedder on Friday. He's coming into our studio. Can I wear my vote for Pedro shirt? Well, I think I might have the only dissenting opinion here. But here's why. I don't think you should. Because if you've ever seen the movie PCU, Uh right, there's a scene in which Jeremy Piven and John Favreau are going to a concert, and John Favreau is going to wear the T-shirt of the band he's going to see, and Jeremy Piven says, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. I say, don't be that guy. Right. I know. See, that's why. That is my hesitation, Danielle. I have, I made a shirt for my husband and me to wear two concerts that says the band I'm seeing because that's how that guy we think it is to yeah, wear the yeah. shirt. Of, okay. Thank you, Danielle. It's true. You don't want to be that guy. And that's what I'm worried about. Okay. Marcy. I don't, yeah. I just feel like you should go all out. I mean, do you really want him? What do you want him to know about you? That you're a fan or that you're too concerned about if people will think you're cool. I mean, from the movie, I seem to remember that that maybe wouldn't be your first you're concern. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I want him to know I'm a fan. It's a life changer. That movie is life changing. Marcy, final word on this. I agree with Danielle. I think you should not wear the shirt. <gasps> yes, the, you should tell him how great the movie is and everything. But he doesn't want that to be stuck in kind of the Rachel moment from Friends, how Jennifer Aniston is always going to be Rachel to us. He's not always Napoleon Dynamite to us. He's done other works and other great things, other movies, too. So well, I you're think right. he shouldn't wear it. Yeah. I mean, that will sort of like take away from his moment to talk about his current okay, thing. Mercy, How about you. Colleen? You wear the vote for Pedro shirt. Bradley, you dress as a llama. Okay, yeah, no, thanks. What? I'm not doing that. I feel like I'm more confused than I, I was like when we started. All right, when we come back, Tina. I don't know. Just, you know what? Tune in Friday to see if I ended up wearing the shirt or not. On the when radio. we come back, we've got D bags to tell you about celebrity D bags. My Talk 1071. Everything. Spoken. Entertainment. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it every day, and uh, we like to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, before we get to those celebrities behaving badly. Oh, we got badly, tickets. We have something to give away. What? Yes. Yes. A pair of tickets to see Belong to Us with Colleen on Sunday, October 21st at 11 a.m. as part of Twin Cities Film Fest's Changemaker series, Animal Humanity. All now, right. I am I am not in the movie, but I will be there yeah. Yeah. Uh, to greet you and uh, give you a hug and high five you and be happy to see you uh, at the movie. Caller number... We'll win that pair of tickets to see Belong to Us on October 21st. All right. 651-641-1071. And with no further ado, let us talk about our D-bags. 
maybe. Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> There's a ghost in the machine. So this is what oh, I'm going to do. Man. I'm going to go bloop, bloop, bloop. Lord bloop, and bloop, Lady Douchebag. it's going to happen right now. Oh. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ta-da! We need to get that looked at. I know, right? Maybe call Dawn in for an exercise. Yeah, we need to exercise that ghost. Yeah. Um, all right. I would like to crown People Magazine. D-bags. Oh, shocker. Today. They're on the frequent flyer list. What They happened? really are. So, you know Meghan Markle is pregnant. I do indeed. She has recently announced her royal pregnancy. And she's in the midst of a, uh, a very lengthy tour in Sydney, uh, in Australia, and New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. 16 days to be exact. Well, People Magazine has written the article to end all articles. This is how pregnant Meghan Markle plans to survive 76 tour stops in 16 days in heels. Oh, wow. Backwards and in heels. Yes, my goodness gracious. How on earth will she do it? How on earth will she do it? People magazine outlines for us. And how does she do it? How the Duchess of Sussex will spend, (laughs) will survive her 16 tour dates in high heels. Bradley. 16 days, 76, 76 tour, stops. tour stops, sorry, 16 days. How does she do it? Can, can you guess? Um, she has a comfortable pair of flats in her purse. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, well, isn't that what every That is does? her big secret. What? Yeah. When yes. things get too much for my Stuart Wiseman legend nude suede pumps. I just roll out a pair of flats, but you know what the good news is? She just needs to give those dogs a little break and then she can slip those pumps right back on. Can I just talk about 76 tour stops in 16 days? I, I'm sorry. I could never be a royal. Okay. FYI. Thank you. That's a pause button. Brad will never be royal. I'm totally fine with that. Okay. I'm actually more concerned about how a human being survives 76 tour stops in 16 days. Let's be real. This is now her job. Her job is being a royal person. This is an acting job like every other acting job she's done. So it's technically like probably being on the set of, you know, some like Lawrence of Arabia or something. But I love that People Magazine makes her footwear the star. Yeah, well, she's a woman. I mean, right? it's insane. It's Ladies just ridiculousness. Like shoes. I don't know if you, you know. know this, but latest. Also, what woman is wearing three and three quarter inch stiletto heels on any daily basis? Well, and if you are wearing those on a daily basis, something tells me you're a stripper. You figured out how to get used to that. Yeah. Like you've got some weird superpower. I don't have it. I think it's called deforming your feet. Yeah, sure. A mighty bunion. Yeah, and probably really nice calves because calves do look good in a pair of heels. Yeah. Well, she's, Not I mean, her I legs just look amazing. But I do. Um, but yes, the secret is she's got a pair of flats that she changes into periodically before she gets back into her very large heels. Smart gal. Really, she is. Thanks, mm-hmm. People Magazine, for the news I can use. It's kind of funny that you uh, brought a story about <laughs> Meghan Markle uh, for your D-bag because... Guess who my D-bag is? Meghan Markle? No, oh, but okay. it's it's an outfit that's using Meghan Markle to make money. Much like People Magazine. Oh. Have you ever heard of Yandy? Yes, because they are the ones that uh, rolled out the sexy handmade costume. Yes, sexy handmaid's tale, <laughs> yes. right? Um, so you can be a sexy uh, kept woman who's forced uh, to have sex with men for the procreation of humanity. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Under a tyrannical regime. Mm -hmm. Well, now you can also have a sexy Duchess Megan costume for Halloween. Yay. And I would like to point out how lazy this outfit is. Um, And by outfit, I mean not only Yandy, but the costume itself. So they have something called the American Princess costume. Now, American Princess is just code for Meghan Markle. So I want you to think about the following visual Uh image. You have a woman Mm -hmm. uh, and the dress is like, okay, so let's first of all, what is Meghan Markle? She was a bride, right? Uh That's sort of her only claim to fame. Yes. If you pay attention to the tabloids. Right. She married Prince Harry. Mm -hmm. So the sexy take on a bride is, of Mm -hmm. course, to take a white uh, gown and cut the bottom off so that your hoochie cooch hangs out. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. sexy. And cut it real low so your boobles are plopping out. Mm-hmm. Even more sexy. And then throw a crown on it with some white uh, gauzy tool. Pre- you know, pretending to be a veil. Yeah. It looks or a train. It looks incredibly, just for those of you who can't see it, it looks so classy and very high quality. Yeah. Then you throw on that some flowers for a bouquet. A bouquet, I think the French mm-hmm. call it. And then, um, I'm not sure about the, I think the smart suit jacket is a hat tip to her. That's Harry's. Oh, is that's that Harry's jacket. Oh, no, yeah. I, or maybe well, it's he would have worn a tux. Maybe it's But suits. that's what I was yeah, thinking. Okay, it's a call. nod to her acting uh, role. Because it also comes with a briefcase with the number 18 on it. And the number 18, of course, on a silver briefcase is a reference to... Deal or no deal. Where she was case carrier number 18 on that show. So literally, the sexy Meghan Markle costume is nothing more than just like um, a short white dress. I mean, you could... If I were a woman, I would not give... If if I wanted to be sexy Meghan Markle, first of all, I think Meghan Markle is probably just sexy. She's sexy enough. So you don't need to do... Like, sexy Meghan Markle seems a little redundant. Um, but then I think any lazy person could probably find all of these things in their home right? and do it themselves without giving money to the lazy Yandy company. This is like a Pinterest, uh, pin more than it is an actual kit. Um, also though, I, but I will give them points for creativity. I mean, they really hit it on all counts. They embodied creativity. All of well, I, what I'm saying is they really drew from all of Meghan Markle's kind of areas of expertise. Really, that's all. Yeah, no, I'm just I impressed mean, by their uh, ability to, you know, it doesn't. What I'm saying is it does. It's not just a generic princess costume or like a generic bride costume. This is clearly Meghan Markle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Lazy. It's lazy. It's extremely lazy. Yes. And again, the notion that you're going to have a sexy princess or a sexy duchess costume seems a little ridiculous. Look, now. the Yandy Company has made everything sexy. They even have sexy Groucho Marx glasses on their Instagram I account. will tell you, I, mm-hmm. I spent some time on the Yandy website after, they, uh, after their debacle with the sexy handmaid. Um, and they really can make just about anything sexy. Um, they have a sexy pumpkin. They also, um, just to call any of these costumes what they are, just because like the name is more creative than the outfits themselves. Mm-hmm. It's really just a way to sell lingerie. Really? Exactly. Yes. And also, 
How much does the princess or the, I'm sorry, the Meghan Markle costume cost? Um, on that's a good question. It doesn't, I have the link that takes me to their Instagram page. It doesn't take me to their actual page. Oh, okay. Uh, Let me tell you. You can get the Yandy American Princess costume for the low, low price of forty nine ninety five. <gasps> but that something is tells me highway robbery. Something tells me it doesn't come with all of the things in the photo. Bouquet, jacket, and case not included. Yeah. Okay, that makes me angry, and I just want to have a moment to vent about that because I just have purchased some Halloween costumes, and it bothers me that I that they show the costume to my child. And it has these extra accessories. Yeah. The kid thinks it's part of the costume. And then I have to crush their... It is incumbent upon me to crush their dreams and say, yeah, no, you're not getting that accessory. Well, just know that if one of your children wants to be a sexy Meghan Markle this holiday season... No. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit extra because you're going to have to go get a silver briefcase. Forty nine ninety And a jacket. And yeah. a bouquet. And a bouquet. Can you buy those extras at Andy.com or no? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, forget it then. That's dumb. And I'm over it. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the moment you've all been waiting for. Oh, my God. And you didn't even realize it. This is so exciting. This is really, really exciting. Um, we're going to find out if Donnie Love is gay or straight. <laughs> Why do you think that's funny? We have the definitive answer. Because science. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Well, it's the moment everybody has been waiting for. Some, I mean, some people for years. I don't, I don't know about years, but I'm certainly excited. Uh, Bradley has gained a special power mm-hmm. on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, would you uh, like to? Tell us what your special power is and, yes. and that you're going to use okay. on Donnie. I'm gonna put. Oh, I'm gonna put on my gay hat now. Hey, no, <laughs> yes, queen. Turn on some RuPaul and get real gay up in here. Why? Because science has told us there is one very easy way to determine if somebody is a homosexual. And thankfully, it only took us till 2018 to get there. I mean, my life could have been a lot. You know, easier, frankly, if we had had this technology back then. There's a way to tell if your loved one is gay. Okay. So I'm going to have to run you all through a test so that we can find out if, in fact, you're gay. Now, when we were talking about this before the show, we thought of the people on the station whose sexuality must we really confirm, right? (laughs) Of the other male hosts on the station. Whose sexuality is in question? Well, that person wasn't available, so we turned it down. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Because I I think I know who you were referring to. Oh, you do? Oh, we'll talk off the air air about that. Anyway, what I would would like to say is the science, really quickly, Donnie, before we put you through your paces, uh is, girl, is... Okay. Oh, that was, that was Donnie has some indigestion apparently. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> That is not gay. Okay, let's talk about the science yes. first, okay? Let's the, get to the science. The science says that um men whose left Now don't look at your hands, Donnie. I'm this not is all about looking the hands. Sit on your hands. <sighs> 
Okay. The a person's right. fingers could give you a clue to your sexuality. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what they did is they looked at twins and they found out that the homosexual twin tended to, that is the gay one. Thank the gay you. Twin, Thanks for that clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, tended to uh, have a greater difference between the length of their index and ring finger. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it. And actually, women, this works for you too. The more male ladies' hands are, the more lesbian they are likely mean, like, to be. Hairy knuckles. Oh God, we or need something? to look at your hands because I haven't. What, don't look at your hands ma- yet. Don't what, look at your hands. I want, I want you to. Okay. Uh, what now? What's a male hand? Well, again, in the male hand, uh, the difference. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. difference between the ring finger and the index finger, the greater the difference, the more homosexual they are likely to be. Okay. Women who also have that trait... Are likely to be a lesbian. So, oh, okay. in the you know okay. the study that they looked at, Understood. if uh, women had hands like the men do, in that regard, okay. they are more likely to be same lesbian. ratio. Okay, so again, okay. big difference. Yeah, yeah, between your index finger or your ring finger and your index finger. Okay, okay. on the left hand. On the left hand. Okay. So, with that being said, we have taken a deep look at Donnie's distance. We've run the math mm-hmm. on his digits and his been digital able, distance and been able to determine whether or not Donnie is a heterosexual or a homosexual. Are, Are you, you excited, excited Donnie? Donnie? This is a big moment because do I, do I have to be here for this. Yes. Yeah. Donnie. What if what if your whole life has been a lie? Yeah, what Donnie? if all along? What are you going to do if you're gay? You've been dating ladies, and it turns out you you have a lady friend, right? You talk yes. about that occasionally. Sure. Okay. So, what do you think she's going to say if it turns out that in fact you're gay? Well, after I find a new place to live. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> all right. So, no, she'd probably say. Now we can pick out all your clothes. There you go. Uh, That's the positive yes, look at go. it, right? Well you done. might have to learn how to. Yes. You know, well, what would Matt say if you're a lesbian? Yay? I don't know. I have no idea. Most men men probably like ladies. All right, more. My lady's a lady lady. Well, we'll find out. That'll be our bonus round. Okay, Okay. fine. fine. Um, So, all right. Do we have a gay drum roll, Holly? (laughs) We sure do. We're going to find out again. Based on science, that is the distance between the ring and the index finger on the left hand of a man. Uh, can indicate if, in fact, that person is a homosexual. Gay drum roll, please, girl. Hey. Okay. Donnie, it turns out you are not the gay. Yay. anything wrong if oh, you of course were not, not yeah. this is, no seinfeld said but not there's anything wrong with that i just think it's probably nice to know that you were right all along yeah i mean i would hate to wake up one day and just suddenly be gay <laughs> or in your case not gay not gay exactly. oh my god can oh, you yeah. imagine so should we should we also I, I share think we should uh, take a look at uh, Colleen's left hand oh, we'll, we will. we'll get there we'll in get just to, a moment we'll oh, get okay. to my left but hand. i want to say just so you know in fact my hand is very gay 
Really? Yeah. Just the so it turns out. And again, uh, Donnie, the distance on your left hand yes. from your ring finger to your index finger, yours was not that different. No, it's as not. compared to the uber homosexual look. Yeah. Mine's way down here. Yeah. So, um, so it turns out, okay. in fact, I'm gay. Colin, I'm still want... confused as to what exactly we're looking at, but here's okay. my Irish farmer hand. So again, where's your ring finger? The right one, here. The one with the ring okay. on it. So your <laughs> ring finger mm-hmm. and the distance between your ring finger and your index finger. That's here. My, yep. This is my... If there's a huge difference between those, Ooh. you are a lesbian. There's... I mean, well, what do you I see? Don't know. That's... That's quite a distance, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, look should we back. look at mine as a comparison? I don't know that this... This is great radio, by the way. I know, because we did not, we did not think, really analyze no, I don't think yours saying. is very lesbian. What do you think? It could be. I would say you're on the border. I'm, I'd say you, I might I'd be say on the border. Play do, you play, teams. do you play field hockey? <laughs> no. What? Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Mm-mm. Play field Holly? hockey? Mm-hmm. We can't see how you doing. Uh, right. So what I'm looking at my hand mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I'm looking at my fingers. Now, uh-huh. what am I looking for again? You're looking at a distance, a great distance between the ring finger and the index finger. They don't ah. give you like a number, mm-hmm. um, but I will say small. they looked at um, sets of twins. And again, they found that um, if you have similar lengths in your fingers, you're less likely to be gay. If you have a greater distance between those fingers, you're more likely to be gay. Ah, there's a big distance in mine. <gasps> I don't remember what that meant. That, that means that she could be gay. But oh, she could be gay. But in could Holly's, be. I think yours is in reverse. Actually, so I don't Why even know anymore. How about this? How about this? <laughs> How about this, you guys? How about this? A good way to know mm-hmm. if you are gay, yeah, is if you are interested in a partner. That is the same what? gender as you. Okay. That's brilliant. What? That seems kind of basic, though. Yeah. That's it? That's all there is to you it? You mean there's nothing more that we can look at? What about, like, the ability to decorate an interior? We can't even do a BuzzFeed no. listicle survey? No. You guys. Which kind of pizza do you like? We'll tell you no. your sexuality. It mm. turns out it is a personal experience. Huh. Hmm. Well, well, I mean, not entirely. I mean, yes, yeah. Correct. But each person is in charge so you're of that saying, for I think what I hear you saying is that if you are gay, then you're the one that would know that. Mm-hmm. Why well, would well? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. sorry to burst your bubble. I'm sorry that the no, hand no, thing. I don't know, but science. What do you say about science? Fingers. Um, Fingers. They did say previous research has Again, also indicated. Okay. You know, How about this? Yes. Your your hands can tell you whether or not you you're are gay. homosexual. Okay. If you find that you enjoy your hands being on somebody of the same sex, mm-hmm. then that might indicate. Do you uh, see what I'm saying? Yes, it would, Doctor. You're welcome. Wow, Doctor Colleen, you <laughs> yeah. figured it all out. You're right. welcome. Okay, reporting okay. for duty. Easy. Yeah. Um, so Mine who else's hands? The same size. Like yeah, that. you're very heterosexual, Donnie, with your hands. Or, Maybe we could just. How about we say raging heterosexual? Uh, well, I mean, not in 2018. Talk, you don't no. want to be. Hashtag, okay. yeah. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. Um, really quickly, let's just agree to this. How about okay. the science does indicate that there's a relationship between sexuality and finger size? Yes. We can at least say, can we not, that Donnie's hand. Is heterosexual. Yes. Oh. And the rest is up to Donnie. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 
They're okay. Right. I feel like we've really done some good work here. So you could have gay hands even though you're not gay. Yeah. No. Okay. I think there have been right. a lot of people in cars that have been looking at their hands while we're doing it. I yeah. hope not. Get them on the wheel. 10 yeah, and 2. Really, yeah. Donnie, <laughs> thank you. Take a photo. Send You're us welcome. your hands. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you in about an hour. Okay. All righty. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need one person who we can abandon in the 1980s. And then we're going to see if you can escape from the 80s. 651-641-1071. At NetApp, we're, dare we say, in love with the cloud. And we're consumed by its epic potential. For years, we've been fine-tuning our approach. Heck, we love the cloud so much, we integrated all our data management experiences into it. NetApp makes the cloud work smarter and harder by letting you connect your data no matter where it is, access and securely manage your data, automate processes and optimize infrastructure, unlocking all your data's possibilities. Tap now or visit netapp.com love to see how amazing the cloud can be. Important holiday PSA. Do not sleep on Old Navy's Jingle Jammies. From iconic plaids to candy cane stripes to merry elves, Old Navy has every festive pajama print for the fam at prices that would make even Santa jealous. Want to match everyone in Buffalo checks, even your dog? Go for it. Sorry, not sorry. But these PJs sell out fast. So pop by an Old Navy store or visit oldnavy.com.